0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Extra Point Podcast. Today it's August the sixteenth, two thousand and twenty-two. Glad you're tuning in. My name's Todd Stiles. I'm one of the pastors at First Family Church. Really glad you've joined us uh, for this episode of the Extra Point Podcast. For those who may be new listeners, uh, just our weekly reminder here that the Extra Point Podcast is all about bringing some extra insight. Uh, Some additional observations, uh, further, um, you know, application to the topic or the text that we looked at last week. And of course, at First Family, we do preach through the Bible book by book, passage by passage. And so because we do so, uh, even though we go through it in a text-driven format, it is always generally around a certain topic because of all the texts have themes we locate the author's intent, the theme, focus on it and teach it, usually summarize it in one sentence. And that's our normal, regular rhythm and routine at First Family. And so we take this opportunity each Tuesday, for the most part, to look back at that text and theme or topic and bring some further insight, some additional observation. That's the Extra Point Podcast. And so today we're looking back at uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 and 11, uh, Peter's theme there, at least in those two specific verses, uh, his theme was spiritual gifts. He had them in two categories, speaking gifts and serving gifts. I would say that the larger theme of that paragraph was the end of all things and how to live in light of that, but we discussed that on an earlier episode Let's take some time on this episode to bring some further insight, maybe some uh, additional teaching regarding spiritual gifts. And I must say, even as we're just beginning this episode, this is one of my favorite topics. And though I say that, please don't hear me say that I'm uh, an expert at it or very knowledgeable. I've done an extensive amount of reading on spiritual gifts, uh, and yet I find there's so much I don't know, and there's so much more I want to know. I thoroughly enjoy mostly reading the Bible's passages on spiritual gifts, um, and especially 1 Corinthians chapters 11 through 14. Um, Of course, 11 contains the Lord's Supper, uh, the directives about it, and some other things. It's just kind of getting into those issues regarding the Corinthian church. But I am just intrigued and fascinated by spiritual gifts, and so I thoroughly enjoyed last week bringing some additional insight to this topic and to Peter's brief words about it. You know, he does write the least about it of uh, the two writers that we looked at, Peter and Paul. Peter writes very little. In fact, I shared with you Sunday, he just had 40 English words that he used uh, in his understanding of spiritual gifts. He was quite succinct, did not elaborate. I think he left that to his partner, Paul, and Paul does a lot of elaboration on the gifts, Peter, much more motivational and and encouraging us to use the gifts. And so, in this episode, I want to do a couple of maybe a, a couple of things, maybe three things. I first of all want to uh, just give you one good resource to use uh, when it comes to this topic. One good resource, uh, one good book to read. Uh, just kind of talk to you again about the categories, and then just share with you two tips that have really helped me in the last, I would say, 10 to 12 years um, uh, live more in line with spiritual gifts and pursuing them and uh, how I go about that. I'm not an expert. I'm not a professional. But these two things have really helped me, and I want to share those with you. So first of all, uh, let me just give you what I think is a tremendously helpful book it's by Sam Storms. He's not a new author to this podcast. And if you've been a part of any of my teaching in the past regarding spiritual gifts, this has been true since we started our church 18 years ago. Uh, I refer to Sam a lot. I like the way he takes um, every passage, breaks it down in a way um, that really just fits and is consistent uh, with other arenas of our theology. And I just really like the way, as a continuation is that he makes sense of the gifts uh, in so many uh, ways. And so his newest book is really a compilation of several things he's written in the past. Uh, but he's kind of compiled them all down into one book. It's called Understanding Spiritual Gifts: A Comprehensive Guide. I'd encourage you to pick this book up. It's all 330 some odd pages. It's got appendices, a subject index, and a scripture index. I think you'll find it very helpful. It does have definitions, descriptions, uh, as well as um, teaching about the gifts and implementation. Um, We'll call it techniques. Can we use that word? But I, I think Sam is probably one of the best authors and teachers regarding this topic in the country today, has been for some time in my opinion. And so I just really enjoy his writing and I enjoy listening to him. I've met Sam a couple of times and it's just been a, a real joy to just kind of pick his brain, uh, hear him on this, read him on this. So the first resource I'd recommend Perhaps instead of buying several of the books, I just pick up this one. It's a newer uh, book by Sam. It's a compilation. Again, it's called Understanding Spiritual Gifts A Comprehensive Guide by Sam Storms. Now, let me address something I talked about Sunday when I referenced Peter's two categories or groups regarding the gifts. You know, Peter just calls them speaking gifts and serving gifts. There is another category that man has invented for gifts. Um, They're called the sign gifts. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, this category has arisen from those who um, see certain gifts as ceased, but they were used at a previous time to signal certain things. Thus, they have this heading um, uh, called the sign gifts. Now, I do not fall into the camp that certain gifts have ceased. I do hold that pretty loosely, so I'm not at war with those people, okay? They're not enemies. I trust I'm not their enemy. I just see the Bible as teaching a continuing point of view. But there is uh, a camp of people who see certain gifts as ceasing, and I would just remind you that they probably have three categories. There are speaking gifts, serving gifts, and then they take certain ones as sign gifts. And I think that they base this upon a reference to tongues as a sign. This is what Paul said in the Corinthian letters. I believe it is uh, that songs were. Uh, excuse me, that sign uh, tongues. I'm combining the two words, there on Honor. Forgive me that tongues was given as a sign. And so I think that has led this camp to kind of see certain gifts, especially tongues, as a sign. I'm not saying that that's untrue. I would simply say I don't think it's necessary to be a category of gifts that have ceased. I'm very content with Peter's two categories, speaking gifts and serving gifts. And I think uh if you're up to the challenge, you could easily take every gift listed in the Bible and put them into one of those two categories. So I don't think there's a need to create or invent another category, perhaps to uh, suffice our longings to have a an area for gifts that have ceased, or perhaps to uh, satisfy you know uh, something that is said earlier regarding the gift of tongues. I think we should be very content with what Peter uses to describe the gifts. And these are the two categories, speaking gifts and serving gifts. And now lastly on the podcast today, let me just simply mention two tips that have helped me, oh, I would say over the last 10, 12, maybe even 15 years. I can recall even before planting First Family Church, this would be well over 18, 20, probably 22 years ago, just being so enamored with 1 Corinthians 11 through14 and other passages about spiritual gifts and this insatiable hunger to know the Holy Spirit's power in his spiritual gifts. Um, I, I have long conversations with Julie, uh, you know, wondering like, where is this kind of display of, of God's power in our churches? Um, are these things available? Are they not? And just thinking through those, and so longing and thirsting, Uh, and pursuing spiritual gifts as we are commanded to do, I have found two things to have helped me a lot in that journey. Here's the first one. Uh, Seek to meet needs more than your niche. And I've said this in various ways throughout the years. This may be the current way I'm kind of expressing it. But often when we get into spiritual gifts, we get um, um, uh, inundated and very... um, myopic about the gift we want we want to pursue certain things and and the gift we wish we had we kind of we become very consumed with trying to identify uh, and label and what happens is we, we we stop meeting the needs of others which is really the environment where god gifts us sovereignly as he sees fit if we stop trying to meet needs And help people, whether it be through mercy, compassion, leadership, um, uh, praying for healing, giving, generosity, teaching, exhortation, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge. If we stop trying to edify the body, meeting needs, if we quit really living for the common good through spiritual gifts, which is what Paul's words were, and we only focus on ourselves and tr- and suddenly make it all about us and our niche as opposed to their needs i think we'll we'll see a reduction of the usage of spiritual gifts in our life because we're more focused on ourselves than others and i have just found that if i just seek to meet needs that is in those very moments that God often will gift me in that moment with the very thing i need to help someone And it's not always materially. Sometimes it can be. God will provide a resource that will help someone in a tangible way. But often it may be through just a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge. It may be through a specific prophetic uh, word of encouragement. Uh, that builds someone up, but it's it's the willingness in the moment to say, yes, I will help. Yes, I'll meet that need as best I can. And then God's Spirit empowers and divinely enables us to actually do that um, bidding. He actually enables us supernaturally to meet a need that we could not meet just strictly humanly. And so all of that stems from simply thinking, Where's a need that I can meet? Where's an opportunity to help? Where's the situation where I can lend a hand? And then being willing, and not every time does God intervene with a spiritual gift, but I have found that more often than not, He does when I'm simply willing to meet needs as opposed to always trying to discover my own best niche, and then I'll get busy. So that's the first tip that has helped me a lot. Just seek to meet needs, help where you can, let God sovereignly distribute the gifts as He sees fit in those moments. The second thing is this I have found it very helpful to me to be more concerned about availability than definability. And this is somewhat similar to the first tip, the first point, uh, and yet what it refers to now is instead of arguing about, you know, which gift is available and which is not, or how is this gift best defined, or is this uh, label an office or is it a gift and i'm not saying there aren't places for those discussions but i wouldn't want those discussions to occupy my attention full time i would much rather be concerned about availability which again it's being able to help meet needs and solve problems and engage in situations i want to be more about availability than definability and so i just would encourage you as you begin to think through your own situation Sometimes if a survey or a gift test, if that's really all you're after is just taking um, surveys so that you can analyze yourself to a greater degree and think more about your own niche and your own self and figure out your labels, and then you don't do anything with that, that's being more concerned about definability than availability. And I think that's backwards. I think it's much more biblical and helpful to be more concerned about availability than definability. Because in the availability, God reveals, He gifts, He shows us really where He's using us in the most effective manner. And here's what's so odd. In the moments of meeting needs and in the availability, we actually discover our quote-unquote niche. We discover kind of our definability. We see where God uses us in the greatest ways. And so then we can as we age and we're older, sometimes focus or narrow our attention. There's nothing wrong with that. Even while we continue to be available and meet needs and let God's Spirit gift us as He sees fit, we can do all of those. We can have both postures. and I'm encouraging us to make sure those postures are in the right order. Seek to meet needs first before you try to just find your own niche, which is similar to saying this, be more concerned about availability than definability, and those two tips have done more to help me experience and pursue spiritual gifts uh, in the last 10, 12, 15 years, and probably uh, a number of other things that that are helpful, perhaps that may have a place in the whole uh, conversation of gifts, um, so that they're not uh, useless, but they're not near as useful, at least from my experience, as these two simple things. Seek to meet others' needs more than your own niche and concern yourself more with availability and less with definability. Well, it's my prayer that today's podcast has been helpful to you as you uh, pursue spiritual gifts, which is a command from Paul in the Bible. And may we do exactly that as we serve the Lord and live for His glory.